Cost containment, it's the number one priority for most procurement professionals. So today's question is, how much do you cost? What is your ROI to your organization? In short, are you worth it? How much money do you earn and how does that compare with any benchmarks? Welcome to Global Sourcing Insights from SIPS. I'm Bob Rossback and SIPS conducts a salary survey every year. With me to talk about this year's survey is Danielle Goodrick. She's SIPS Knowledge Product Manager. Say hello, Danielle. Hello, Bob. And of course, we have SIPS VP of Operations Americas, Bill Michaels. How are you today, Bill? Hey, Bob, I'm fine. How are you? Excellent. Danielle, these surveys have generated data primarily from the UK and other places around the world. Tell us a little bit about SIPS's experience with these surveys. How many have you done so far and, and where, where have you gotten data? What do you know? Hi, Bob. Thank you for today. Um, so we're now entering the sixth year that we've been able to conduct the salary survey. Um, it started off um, initially with the UK, and then each year we've conducted the report, we've been able to expand on the regions that we've been able to cover. So um, it's now been completed by over 18,000 people so far over the last five years. and We now have reports for the UK, Middle East, South Africa, Sub-Saharan, Sub-Saharan Africa and Australasia, um, and hoping to be able to cover the U.S. this year too for our sixth annual survey. This is really the first big year for uh, a, a big U.S. push, isn't it? It is, yes. We did try last year um, and didn't get uh, the response that we needed um, for the data set to do a U.S. report, but we're really hoping this year with obviously the traction in the U.S., and interest in SIPs qualifications that we're able to do that um, and help be able to create a benchmark for the profession. So how do you use the data? We conduct a survey um, and then do the analysis on the data and then from that we break it break it down by competency level and we report on um, gender disparities by sector, by skills, most important to different levels. We also look at the procurement as a profession and how that's changing as well. So we look at the value of procurement and um, how people see their value in their organizations, how others see the value of them, how early they're engaged in the onset of projects, and also what training people are getting from their employers. Is it enough? Do they want more? Are they looking to move employers? Um, and what really are the things that are attracting them to other employers as well? So we look at the whole piece really from reporting on the salaries, which is ultimately it's a salary guide, which is why we do it. Um, but it's become a lot more than that for the profession really. It gives a whole lot of insight into lots of different areas, um, looking at maybe attracting and retaining talent, um, the skills like I mentioned, but we also have case studies and things as well. So once we see the themes from the data, we're then able to tailor it based on that year's data set. Yeah, the fact of the matter is that salary isn't the only factor in people uh, accepting or enjoying the job that they have. People are looking for different things from their employment now. So how do you dip into that? We do report on that, yes. So salary is at the moment and has been for the years that we've reported still the most important factor. But there are other things that are um, coming close to that and are increasing in value to people, like you say, Bob. So 
career progression opportunities is one of them. Um, people are looking for their career path um, to be set either with their employer or what other opportunities they can get involved in. It might not just be a promotion, it might be other opportunities wider within the organisation to get more experience in other areas or just understand the business better to make them better in their role. So that's increasing and also training opportunities as well. And that's obviously where SIPS comes in, so that's good for us. Um, sure. But employers are now looking to obviously train their staff well. You can't afford not to. And obviously with SIPS recognized qualifications, um, they're able to do that. Excellent. So you uh, sort of categorize um, jobs and the salary levels. You organize it by your global standard, the five basic levels of competency. So that would be just to review them tactical. That's your kind of your entry level or your graduate buyer, maybe a contracts administrator. Is that more or less the case? Yes, that's right. Yes. So the five levels of competency, like you said, um, tactical is the entry level. So kind of procurement assistant, assistant buyer, um, assistant contracts officer, those type of levels. Um, and then we go to operational, which is more of your buyer, um, procurement executive, procurement officer, um, analyst. Then the next level is managerial, um, which is more of the senior buyer, category manager, contracts manager. Um, level. The next level is professional, which is more procurement manager, purchasing manager, senior category manager, supply chain manager, commercial manager, and then the advanced professional, which is the most senior, is more your heads of procurement, CPOs, um, commercial directors, procurement directors. Excellent. So are there any highlights from, uh, from the last survey? Uh, where's the payoff? <laughs> So we've seen overall growth um, and overall increases in salary consistently over the last five years um, above the national average in the UK. Um, this year we reported that it was actually double the national average, showing the professions performing um, in terms of the increases people are receiving. So people are being um, paid paid well. Um, we are also reporting the MSIPS differential. So this year we reported in the UK a 15% salary um, disparity across all levels between MSIPS and non-MSIPS. So that shows the value of being MSIPS qualified really um, and obviously how it's perceived in industry with employers and people are paid more. So Supply managers uh, often save their organizations millions of dollars in some cases, or they secure innovations from suppliers that build new business. And so it sounds like they are valued for that. Bill, why don't you jump in here? Uh, is what you do worth it? <laughs> You've had some nice ROIs from projects launched in some of your workshops, haven't you? Yeah, yes, we have. In fact, you know, uh, we were working with one client uh, in the pharmaceutical space where we saved $400 million on a billion, but I think it's really changing. I think the expectation of management um, in regard to procurement is uh, is changing, with, with, where we have a, uh, a shorter life, product life cycle and, and we need speed to market and innovation becomes important. I think what CEOs expect from procurement is that they're going to contribute to growth revenue, they're going to manage the risk of, of the supply chain, they're going to they're going to impact the profitability, and I think uh, they're going to overall provide competitive advantage. So I think the speed of business has increased. I think the demands on uh, on procurement have increased, and the day the old days of where you just knock a couple cents off the price are, are long gone. I think uh, 
the days of adding value to the organization is uh, is paramount. And I think one of the things that we see through the salaries increasing is that that contributions coming through. So the ex expectations are not the same as they were uh, five years ago, and and definitely not the same as they were ten years ago. Sure. So what are the skills that people should be learning or the certifications that should be uh, that people should be earning? What's going to pay off for them uh, the most? Technical skills, uh, uh, Internet skills. Uh, what's the what what where are the skills that are um, most valued uh, in organizations? Bill, let's start from you. And, and then, Danielle, I'd like you to chime in. Sure. I, w I was. Uh... I had a conversation with a, a CEO not too long ago where he was looking to replace his CPO. And he asked me, first off, what are the attributes that you should have if you're in procurement? And there are really two that I, I told him. I told him the two, two, the, the two um, base criteria are someone has to be curious. And, and the second thing is they have to have emotional intelligence. And then if we have those two things, we can add the technical skills uh, you know, the, the sourcing skills, the category management skills, the, you know, negotiating skills, those things can be taught, but business acumen, emotional intelligence, and curiosity cannot. And I think, you know, as, as, as you go through the SIPS program, it's a degree level program, MSIPS is a degree level program that's accredited, uh, I think that that takes people very far in their careers, and, and it, it's, it's really something that they desire, and it's a globally recognized uh, standard, so uh, I mean, I think that uh, those skill sets that are really, really important are going to be the technical skills piled on top of the, uh, the other skills, business skills. So, Danielle, uh, does that sort of jibe with uh, what the survey is kind of telling you, or what's your sense of that? Yes, it is. Um, thanks, Bob. And thanks, Bill. That totally um, alludes to the data we have from the survey because we've seen a massive increase in the need for soft skills and what the importance people place on that at all levels. So influencing and leadership skills, stakeholder management, relationship management, they're all really important skills and often prioritized over the softer, the more technical skills, which, like Bill said, can be taught um, through the qualifications. And when we're looking at people looking to recruit talent as well, they're often struggling to recruit people with the right skills. And by that, I mean soft skills. Um, so they're looking potentially from people from other disciplines to recruit based on those skills to then teach them the technical skills. So the pool of talent need, is widening, really, to try and find the right people to deliver for the future because the profession is changing and moving forward and there is a different skill set potentially needed. So is SIPS uh, able to serve professionals coming into the profession from other professions, um, as well as people who start as um, essentially interested in buying and, and then need yeah. to sort of learn the, the leadership and the other soft skills that you talk about? Is, uh, is SIPS there either for both pathways, essentially? Yeah, we look in the survey um, this year, and we will in a little bit more detail, in terms of why people entered the profession, um, where they entered from, um, and was it a conscious decision, or did they fall into it, which is often what we find with procurement people. Um, they often fall into a role, or they came across maybe from another department, then enjoyed it, and then kind of carried on, and then go on to qualify. Um, so we do, we do want to kind of look at where people have come from, and 
why they came as well. And um, we're seeing a trend in the UK, a lot of people coming over from like sales and things like that, just because they have a lot more of the kind of softer skills on the other side and then the technical procurement training can be taught. So uh, in terms of certifications, Bill, how does MSIPS compare with other certifications that uh, you're familiar with? Well, I mean, one of, one of the things that's recognized globally, so I'm, I'm getting calls quite frequently from people that have MSIPs that are coming to the U.S. Uh, looking to make sure that it is recognized, and it is. Uh, but also the, the people that have uh, made inquiries uh, from the U.S. that want to maybe convert their current certification or uh, have a, a desire certification are, are really looking, one, for the global recognition, and two, uh, because the standards are very, very high and it's accredited degree level uh, program, um, it really is attractive to people. So I think, uh, I think MSIPS is really good. And the other thing is everything is based on a global standard, and that standard really shows uh, opportunities, uh, job ladder. So it'll show things like if you're a category manager, these are the things you should know. And, and these are the things that you, know, you should be able to do. And, and it's quite a quite a, a big standard. People can get it off of the internet from our website free. I mean, it's something we give away. And it's something that uh, that we, we review every year and, and update every year. And Danielle can probably give us a little bit more information on how that's done. So the global standards broken down into five competency levels like we said and there's um, pillars that sit within that um, and within that that's then broken down by the levels of competency of what you need in people and skills for example or leadership then it will be different skills required for the various levels um, and then you can kind of use it as a benchmark really um, for yourself to see where your gaps in skills maybe are, what you need for the next level in your career. And similarly, it can be helped to do job descriptions. It can be helped to do personal development plans for your teams as well. So you can almost assess the capability and competency levels um, against that. So like Bill said, it is available on our website, free to download. And we do have a tool as well. So you can interact with that online but what we do throughout the salary guide is um, when we produce it, we map all the job levels, as I mentioned, to the five competency levels. And we also break the skills down by these levels as well. So and prioritize the most important skills by these um, five levels. And all the way throughout, we do that. So um, it's really important for us to be able to look at it in that way, because I think it does slightly differ depending on what stage you are in your career. So it's good that we have the global benchmark that we were able to refer to. So in the end, uh, how does this really help people to report their own salary, all confidentially, of course, to SIPs? Uh, again, review what's in it for them. So what's in it for someone who completes this survey? It takes about 15 minutes to complete the survey. And on the back of this, we're able to we're able to produce a benchmark for the region um, and globally as well. So you're able to compare and globally, um, but also it gives you that benchmark and clarity to be able to go in and see: Are you paid enough? Are you paid what you deserve? Or how does your salary compare to other industries, um, other regions? So other regions in the US, so we'll be able to break it down by location, by gender as well, to see whether there's pay parity across genders. And also look at kind of your career pathway. Um, 
if you're at managerial level but you're wanting to progress to a procurement director or senior level what does that salary look like and what do I need to do and what are the most important skills at that level and where are the gaps where should I be going for more training how can SIPs help me I'm not MSIPs yet so what what would that mean to me if I became MSIPs and what's the salary difference so it's all of those kind of questions that we're giving people the information to inform them on their career journey and that's really what it's about it's about that insight and information to allow them to plan effectively and negotiate where need be to ensure that they're paid fairly for what they're doing in the market. I was just saying in addition to that, Bob, it really helps employers when they're trying to figure out what are the right salary levels for the jobs that they have. So I've had a lot of uh, employers that reach out and and try to benchmark against uh, uh, against salaries and usually the salary surveys and procurement is one of the places they'll look and they'll look at the, the geography. Uh, the other thing that, that I think is, is real helpful is what, what, what are the benefits that are being offered for that job level? And I know that uh, Danielle is now looking at how, uh, looking into the benefit side because it's not just the salary, but what benefits you go. And, and as you know, in the US, some of the benefits could go up to 45 or 50% when you have healthcare. Excellent. So all of this, of course, starts by people filling out the survey. And so uh, the link is online somewhere. Is that correct? I I'm, will have it, it is, uh, yes. posted on the page with this podcast. So It is, yes. It's open until the 8th of October. So it will be closed on the 8th of October. So we've got um, some time to complete it. As I said, it takes 15 minutes to complete. Um, it is on a web page on the SIPS website, which is sips.org forward slash salary guide and on there you'll be able to access the survey but also see some of the previous reports some of the insight pieces we've done and other resources we've created um, on career tips and things like that based on your level of competency so um, yeah I hope you find it interesting and thank you for taking part thank you very much Danielle Goodrick you can say goodbye thank you and goodbye and Bill Michaels thank you bye Bob That's all for now on Global Sourcing Insights from SIPS. Have a cost-contained day because you are worth it.